space. I'm Kim Krall, reporting to you not live in my closet. Not live. I think I got a mask zit, guys. Anyone getting those now? So fun. Haven't had a zit in a very long time. Also didn't wear makeup much in quarantine, so maybe that's why my face was, I wouldn't say flawless, but if you wanted to. Just kidding. Um, Before we get started, before we get started, we already started. Uh, I have a uh, thing I've been putting on my, on my list that I've wanted to ask you guys for a really long time or tell you guys, I guess, ask. Um, I, uh, uh, standing while wiping, like standing up while you wipe. Uh, years ago, I was at a girlfriend's house, uh, her and her husband's house at the time. He's a terrible man. They divorced. If I ever saw him again, I'd take a bat to his head. But I digress. Um, uh, I was at their house visiting and I came out of the bathroom and the husband was like, wow, hear this statistic. Like 58% of people, maybe not 58, but it was a high. It was like under 50, but it was over 40. We'll say 48 for the story, but it was high. He was like, whoa, 48% of people wipe standing up. And they were both like, that's so fucking weird. And I was like, is it? Because I wipe standing up. I don't know. Does anybody like I want to... <laughs> I don't know if that's weird. I didn't know it was weird until then. But then also like 48% of people, maybe not 48, but it was over 40, under 50. So I'm saying 48. Uh, people stand wiping. Um, I don't know why I do that, but I don't know. I feel like it's easier. I haven't thought about it, but I have it on the top of my list and have it that had, 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 I have, wow. It's going to be one of those podcasts, I guess. I have had it on my list for like two months. And I just keep forgetting to tell you guys about it. Um, I had, uh, we'll get right into the poop scoop. I thought the poop scoop was going to just be, I haven't pooped in three days. Um, I have a weird system and I think it's just because like a lot of shameful poop shit happened. <laughs> poop shit happened to me as a child. So like I like held it a lot. And then when I got to college, remember when I held it every for like three days and then go to Target and poop? Like, I think it really fucked up my insides. So sometimes I just don't poop for several days and it's a full on nightmare. Like it just like, I just feel really sick. Obviously you're full of shit, right? Um, and so I thought today's poop scoop was going to be um, telling you about how I hadn't pooped in three days. Uh, but uh, I got some good news to report. I just pooped. And it was fantastic. And I feel better. It's, I felt so sick yesterday. I actually like, I was like, fuck. Cause I'm like out in the world now. You know what I mean? And it's just such a weird fucking time to feel sick. It's just such a weird time to feel sick. Like at all. You get the sniffles and you're like, well, I have COVID and I've probably given it to 45,000 people. Cause I'm out in the world again. Um, I am going to go get a test right after I record this. Um, not because I didn't feel well yesterday from not pooping, just to be responsible. Um, since I'm now working at a bar, uh, I'm pretty exposed to people and it's so interesting. I want to put the timer on talking about this bar. It's actually, I kind of love it now. I kind of love it. Like remember the first week there was a couple of things. I kind of, no, I think it was just that other bar that I worked at the, the original one, the one with the, um, a girl that was like, the only reason why you're not serving, what a bitch. I actually talked to a buddy of mine who worked at another of their bar, uh, Loaded in Hollywood. And when that shut down, 
they moved all the loaded bartenders to the that bar. And I saw my buddy. I was like, yeah, I worked there for like two days. And he goes, oh, was the, the Manda girl there? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, yeah, she was a bitch to us too. Uh, and I think it's just because people are just really territorial about their shifts. I don't know. But if you do a good job, you're not going to get your good shifts taken away, period. Um, or if you do, they'll come back. I don't know. Who cares? I. But I will say I'm working at this new spot and I really love it. I do. The money's pretty great. Uh, the people are pretty great. And it's I'm working at a bar, a bar again that people are just being like, oh, that big check, just put it on my card and my friends will Venmo me. As opposed to I've worked at bars where they're like that $12 check, we'd like to split it. And I, I'm not making fun of people's financial situations. Kind of I am, though, because it's like if you have to split a $12 check, I feel like you ought to go home and look at your life. You shouldn't be at a bar drinking whatever, you know, I, I don't know. Please don't DM me any hate about that. I've been getting a lot of DMs. Some clothing store sent me this long thing about how uh, uh, Democrats are trying to line the pockets of China and that I needed to grow up. <laughs> some clothing store called like Wicked Clothing or some shit and then they blocked me. Um, I was like, okay. Uh, I just have never been told that Democrats are trying to line the pockets of, of China. Grow up. Block. Just what a wild time, man. What a fucking wild time. Um, yeah, I've been blocked a lot in this whole pandemic. I, I stand by it, though. It's usually people that I'm like, oh, uh, oh, I, I don't even remember. I don't know who you are. I, I didn't know I, we were following each other. Like, it's usually people like that. There was the one girl that I was a little bummed out about, but she drank the Kool-Aid, man. And what are you going to do? Maybe she'll come back around. It is interesting, like, the la I don't need to, if I, if I need to update you on the news, then you literally have your head in a hole, because, like, you can't escape it right now, you just can't escape all the shit that's going down. Um, I just, I, the more that's coming out, and the more, like, how, like, fucked up it is, I just don't get how people are supporting this dude, and I would ask, like, like, with, like, Bush, you were able to be like, hey, so why do you support this guy? And then your Republican friends would explain very calmly the policies they agreed with. Um, and most of it was just conservative shit. You know what I mean? But, like, they were able to, like, articulate why they supported this man. Uh, the Trump supporters, you can't ask. They just call you a bunch of names or just spout off things that just are simply not true. And it's like, so, okay, like, it, it's just, it's wild. What a wild fucking time. Um... I don't want to, I do want to tell you about the story, uh, the debates last, I don't know what were the debates, like two weeks ago. It feels like it was nine years ago. So much shit has gone down in the last two weeks. What? Like the next three weeks before the election, like I'm just like, oh man, what's next, dude? I don't, the only reason I believe that fucker, sorry, he's a, he's a monster. I actually think he's meant like, I, I, not only before like, he's a monster for sure, but I think you can also be mentally ill. Like, I learned this a long time ago. There was a girl uh, that I was friends with um, that was trying to ruin my life. I think I've talked about her some. And, uh, like, people were like, oh, she's just really mentally ill. And I learned the lesson. I was like, yeah, she is mentally ill, but you can... Not every mentally ill person's a good person. Like, you can be mentally ill and a shitty person. And uh, he's mentally ill and a shitty dude. Um, but yeah, is Twitter in the last 24 hours? It's like someone take his phone away. What's happening? Like, it's just like, it's, it's, it's what a time to be alive. Um, 
Yeah, and the only reason why I believe he has COVID, like I would 100% not believe he had COVID if a 15-year-old girl didn't tell us that she caught it from her mom who caught it from him. You know what I mean? Like if like uh, Claudia Conway didn't get it, I'd be like, still think it's a political ploy. How fucked up is that? 60% of the country doesn't believe he had it. Like what is happening? So the debates, which feel like 600 years ago. So at my at the bar I work at, uh, this dude comes in. This isn't a, a, po- a political story. Um, it's just more a Kim Carl is awkward story. Uh, this dude comes in that I used to work with years ago, right? Uh, oh, God, years ago. So um, we're going to call him Mike. His name's Mike. I don't know why I would say we're going to call him Mike. You guys know I use names. I'm really working on it. That's not his name where people would know him by, though. So that's good for me. Um, I'm, 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 I'm growing. Uh, like maybe a, every time I see someone that I'm pretty positive I talked about on my podcast, I'm like, did I say something mean? Did I say, is that why they're being weird? Typically, like I, I don't really have people in my life that I would talk about on here in a negative light. But um, so uh. What am I saying? Oh, okay. So this guy, Mike, I used to work with at a bar in Sherman Oaks. And one afternoon he was like, oh, you're a comedian. Do you know? I can't say that guy's name. He's a comedian that I lost my virginity to. And no, I will not tell you if you DM me. If you know, you know. If you don't, I just, it's it's better for me just to leave it where it is, the past. Because um, this guy is hands down the most insane person I've ever met in my life. Hands down. And you guys have heard about my parents. Um, uh, yeah, I guess he takes a close second to them. And a few, yeah, whatever. Um, so he's like, have you, we'll call this guy D- John. Yeah, John. I, you know, I know I usually say names, but like I can't say names. This will just come back to bite me and it'll just be, I don't care. It'll just be more annoying than anything. And I just don't want to deal with it. So he's like, yo, do you know John Smith? Do you know? I love John Smith. John Smith is great. His podcast is my favorite. John Smith. John, and I was like, stop saying that name. And he's like, why? And I was like, ah, oh. I told him, I was like, oh, that's my virginity to that guy. And he's like, what? So I go to the improv that night. This is like five years ago, right? I go to the improv that night and, uh, I see John Smith and I hadn't seen John Smith in years, like since I started doing comedy, like I hadn't said, like, we're not friends on Facebook. We're not friends on anything. Like he spends most of the year overseas. Like we're like, I don't ever see him. Right. He's not really in LA much. So I see him at the improv and I just ignore him. Right. I just pretend I do not know him because that, like I said, it's just easier not to ever have that person's name in my mouth. He's out of his mind. Um, so I, uh, I, I see him and I just ignore him and I'm with this broad that I'm no longer friends with because she is well this story she just looks kind of stupid but um or friendly I don't know she's just not a very she's she, we're just not friends anymore that's a whole other bag to unpack one day I'll put it on the list I have a very long list of should I will never run out of things to tell you guys how do I have this many stories um I'll tell you how I'm always up for anything you know what I mean like short of no, I might go along with a murder too, just for the story. Depends on who we're murdering. So I see John Smith and I ignore him. I can't believe I'm using that that name. That that shows you how creative my brain is right now. Uh, anything I can think of, like I have to do that generic because my brain is trying to just rhyme his real name and then you'll know who it is. So um, he's not famous, but... Uh, he is Googleable. So I see him and I just ignore him. I ignore him, but I see him like trying to wave me down all night, right? And I just act like I don't see him. As a bartender, you get really good at pretending you don't see people. Like it's like a, it's like a, a, a 
gift, not a gift, a talent that you develop over time as a bartender. Cause like you have to be able to just like tunnel vision, look at one person or two people at a time. Otherwise people will like, if you make eye contact with the wrong person, you know what I mean? Like just until you're ready to serve them. So it's like a cool trait to have. So I'm ignoring him. And then finally the Nimrod I'm with, she, um, that'll be her nickname. She, uh, well, that's really mean. She's not a good person. Uh, she, she, she waves at him back and then she, and then he points at me and goes, no, I'm talking to her. And she's like, Kim, that guy's waving at you. I'm like, yeah, I've been avoiding him all night. All right. So I go over and I'm like, Hey, John Smith. And he's like, Hey, and he starts talking to me a little bit and he's being normal. So I text Mike who I worked with and I was like, it's so funny. You brought him up this morning. I'm at the improv right now and I'm, I'm here and he's here. And we, we said, hi, I haven't seen him in years. And Mike's like, I'll be there in 10 minutes. And I'm like, oh, what? Why? And I had kind of a crush on Mike. I had a huge crush on Mike. That's what we're getting back to the whole debate situation. I just wanted to give you somewhat of a backstory. So uh, I had a huge crush on Mike. Like he was like, you know, the person at your job that uh, you get that gets you to shower every time you go. You should always have one of those unless you're normal and you shower on your own. But I especially at the time was like, oh, I need uh, motivation. And so he got me to put on makeup before I would go to work because he was such a dreamboat. So uh, Mike comes down and John Smith and Mike just stand there and talk about what I look like naked for the next 20 minutes in front of me. It was and like as a comedian, you're like, haha, you're supposed to. But it was just like, come on, like, just like, God, this is pre 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 me too movement. But just like me too movement also is like, just have respect for women. Like, that's just so creepy. It was just so creepy. And then John Smith proceeded to tell the entire bar of comedians and my colleagues that he took my virginity. It was a he's awful. Uh, I asked him sometime later. I ran into him and asked him to headline one of my shows. And because he is a headliner, he's very funny. And he was like, yeah, I'll do that for you. <laughs> I was like, okay. I'm like, dude, I don't have your number anymore. So can I get your number so I can text you the details? And he goes, Kim, I'm a married man now. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I know. I, I'm not. What? This was like 20 years ago, bro. Yeah, he's a, he's a crazy person. I try to. And it's funny now because when I run into him, this wasn't supposed to be a John Smith story. But when I run into him now, um. I'm no comedians like big comedian like I'm not I'm not not a comedian and I'm not a new comedian so I know a lot of big names now and I was at the improv one night and I was standing next to this this big headliner right who has you know just like just a massive following uh, somewhat famous whatever I'm friends with him I'm talking to him and John Smith waves at me or waves and I wave back and he's like no not you and then walks over to us and goes, I wasn't waving at you. I was waving at him. And then the the somewhat famous comedian goes, oh, you don't know Kim Crawl? Oh, she's so funny. This is Kim Crawl. Kim Crawl is John. And he's like, I know who she is. He's just, oh, he's the worst. This wasn't supposed to be a John Smith story. That's not his name. Um, if you if you, if you cracked my, <laughs> you probably gathered that. Also, I told you five times. Um, so... Cut to like three weeks ago, a month ago. Um, God, time isn't real, is it? Like a month ago, Mike comes in to the bar that I work at. And I'm like, and he's still a smoke show. And he comes in and I'm like, hey. And he sits down with this other guy. And then a third dude comes in that I know. And I spend most, of, and then a girl comes in. But a girl sits like diagonal from him. Not next to him, not across from him, diagonal from him, right? And they don't. I don't see them interact at all. So I spend most of the shift 
flirting with Mike and talking to Mike, coming over the table, buying him shots. And like, I bought the table shots, but they were for sure just for Mike because he's a smoke show, right? And then uh, girl leaves. I don't, you know, I, I just assume I'm friends with a lot of dudes, so I didn't think much of it. She leaves. And, uh, and then uh, the two dudes I know come over and Mike and his friend who I know come over and say goodbye. And they're like, yeah, you're here every Monday. And I'm like, yeah, for the most part. And they're like, I'm like, so I, I have been whatever. Um, and they were like, uh, cool, come back next week. I'm like, great. So we hug. Next day, I look up Mike and I follow him on Instagram because I'm a creep. And uh, he's private. He follows me back right away. The girl, the diagonal girl was his girlfriend. And I was like, oh, I spent like the whole night shamelessly like flirting with him. How uncomfortable. But like, it's not like I was like, here's my number. Like I didn't do any. It was just like, it was just a lot of flirting. Um, I had no idea. Right. Whatever. And it's, 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 I mean, I'm just friendly, so it's not, and I'm awkward. So it probably didn't come off as me. Uh, and I was real sweaty cause I was really busy and it was really hot. So it's not like I was like, hi there, Mike. I don't know what you say after you say hi there, Mike. Um, so they come in the, the Monday before they come in another time and then it's all fun. And then they come in the Monday before the debate. Right. And it's just that uh, one dude I don't know and then Mike and they're there and they're like, where's your section? And they sit down. We're having a fun, a fun time. But now I'm like dialing back the flirting, which is now, hi, Mike. Just kidding. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, and then the girl comes in and I'm like, hey, girl. And she's like, hey, I'm like, tell me your name again. And she's like, I'm Megan. And I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot it from a couple of weeks ago. And she's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Blah, blah, blah. Like whatever girls do. Right. And Mike's like, oh, Kim, by the way, this is my girlfriend. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I gathered. Also, we follow each other now on Instagram. Like, I just, you know, like, oh, too much talking. Just say, oh, yeah, I figured. Ha, ha, ha. And then move on. Don't be like, I follow you on Instagram. And then I, then I went, yeah, I was like, I follow you on Instagram. Like, uh, I was like, now we follow each other on Instagram. So I went to your profile and then saw the pictures of the two of you. And then I went over to Megan's profile. And then I spent a while looking at Megan's photos. Almost liked a few. But then I thought that would be weird. Then I walked away and I'm like, much like just telling them that you were all over her Instagram a couple of days ago. So fucking creepy, right? Just like, why? Why? Why does sometimes my mouth just like talks? Um, so whatever, but they're really nice and it's fine. And the girl's not being like, oh my God, like she's really, really cool, right? She's really cool. So then they asked me if we're playing the debates the following night. The story is way too much build up for just something that I've just been paranoid about for two days. Um, so they ask if the bar I work at or that they're playing the debates. And I was like, I don't know. And she's like, yeah, we're trying to find a place to watch the debates. And Mike's like, I'm not. My, they are because I have to work. And I was like, oh, my God, I really want to go watch the debates somewhere, too. And she's like, yeah, yeah, if it's here, uh, we'll come here. And I I don't know if I was overcompensating for flirting with her boyfriend or what I was doing. But I was like, I would totally come watch the debates with you. Where, why don't I give you my number and then we'll go watch the debates together? Why the fuck? I don't want to watch the debates with this girl. Nothing against her. I just don't know her. And I just, that sounds terrible. That sounds terrible. But my brain, my mouth, once again, my brain was like, why would you want to go see, the, watch the debates with her? And my mouth was like, I would love to watch the debates with you. And she was like, oh, 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 yeah, that, that sounds great. Cause she's probably like, what? Why would I watch the debates with this girl? My, my bartender waitress? Why would, why would we, why? 
So then I forced my telephone number on her because now I'm committed because now I can't just let it go. So every time we go to the table, I bring up the debates and how excited I am to watch them with them. I don't want to watch the debates with them. I also, it's, it's worth mentioning, I had my own debate plans. Like, I don't know if it was just like I was uncomfortable. What I don't know. Every time I walk away, I'm like, stop bringing up the debates. So then I come back over and I'm like, yeah, let me just put my phone number in your phone. And she's like, yeah, cool, yeah. And it's just all so forced and awkward. Is anyone ever, why am I so awkward? So I put my phone number in her phone. I didn't save it. I was like, she wants to call. So she's like, yeah, I'll call you. And I'm like, yeah, for sure, call me. So then they left and she's like, bye, I'll call you tomorrow. And, I, and you could tell both of us were like, I don't want this to happen. There's nothing to get, like, I'm awesome, she's awesome. And I know that, like, making new friends is cool, but, like, I, I'm good. What, what? And so... She never called, which is fine. And I didn't think she would. But then they, they said they were going to come every Monday. And they didn't come last Monday. And of course, humans make everything about themselves. So it just dawned on me that there's a thousand reasons why they might not have come on Monday. It probably has nothing to do with me and forcing myself on their plans at the debate. Or it does. And they're like, let's not go see that weirdo because we didn't call her. And what if she's weird about us not calling her? Which I will be. You all know I will be. You know there will be no way in hell that I won't mention it and be weird about it. And I didn't even want to go. I don't know why I'm like this. Yeah, so... So uh, being out in the world with humans again is, um, it's been rough. <laughs> it hasn't been rough, but it's just, yeah, yeah. Uh, now that I'm listening to the story, I'm like, Jesus Christ. It just, it, you just feel like you were alone for like seven months. You know what I mean? Like you're just like quarantining with your cat. You're getting really used to talking to your cats and, and, and yourself, which I did all the time before, but it wasn't like all of the time. You know, I still had interaction with humans like face to face. And now here we are. Now here we are. I'm just dropped into the world. And just some of the shit I say to tables and customers. It actually is kind of nice. I get to do like a hot five at every single table. And I'm getting people to laugh pretty hard. And it like satisfies the comedian in me. But sometimes you force some girl that is the girlfriend of a guy you used to have crush on to have her phone number. So you can go watch the presidential debates with her. For some reason you want to do that. And then she's kind of a drunk. She's like, I'm going to do a shot every time one of them opens their mouth. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that at all and she's like she's like yeah I'm planning on getting blacked out <laughs> it's like oh I don't want to be friends with someone who says the words I'm going to get blacked out like planning to get blacked out tomorrow night so I'll keep you updated if they show up or not and then another weird thing happened not weird just like Jesus which by the way really showed this next story shows how much growth I have as a human like because you guys know the the taste in men I have is not great or definitely wasn't great and I'm working on it why I'm trying to remain not trying I'm remaining single for a while um yeah I just got I got a, got a lot of work to do uh emotionally and also in my career I just don't have time for bullshit um and when you date there's just a lot of bullshit so I'm just like you know what if the guy comes along he comes along if he doesn't he doesn't but I got an empire to build and every time I, I'm like, oh, yeah, I could I could date. Then it's just it's a lot of bullshit. But um, I am working on, you know, if you're a douchey man, my whole body is like him. I want him, him, him. Right. Uh, at least I'm before and currently. OK, so this is this is a this is a, a good story. Creepy story. OK, I'll just tell it. 
<laughs> that was a lot of weird buildup. I think I just have a lot of energy because I got all that poop out of me. That was your poop scoop before. Not the debate story, obviously, but the, the telling you about how I got to poop after three days and the wiping standing up. I would, I'd be interested to find out who wipes while standing up. Think about it. I never thought about it before. I was like, oh, I guess I do. I mean, I don't stand up then wipe. It's all sort of like a fluid motion, right? Like I'm standing while I start to wipe. I don't know. I think, I don't know. I think about it a lot now though, ever since that day that he brought it up. Never thought about it. I also heard somewhere my buddy uh, saw uh, a poll that a lot of people don't wash their legs. Don't wash their legs. Like specifically like put, their loofah or whatever you use um, on their legs. They just let the soap run down. I think about that all the time too. I do wash my legs. I got a lot of leg. So I, I don't know. I, I thought, honestly, I thought you were supposed to. So I, I've never thought about it, but I guess a lot of people just don't. They just let the, the soap run down. There was also a question of what body part you wash first. And people are like, yeah, you always wash your privates and your armpits last because those are the dirtiest. And I was like, God, how dirty are your privates and your armpits that you're like thinking about what part you're in the shower? It's a loofah. Like, like how dirty are you that you have to like prioritize what gets washed last? So like bits don't, I don't know. That made no sense to me. I didn't think we were going to go there. So I was working the other day, right? Um, it was Sunday morning football and I walk over to this dude and uh, he he's cute. He looks like the masturbating lawyer. If you remember the episode, I'm not going to tell that story again. It's the episode's called The Masturbating Lawyer. But he looks like the masturbating lawyer. And I was like, oh, and we uh, just out of the gate, I was just like, oh, wow, I thought you were a guy I used to date. And he's like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah. Huh. And he's like, oh, he must have been good looking. I'm like, oh, yeah, he was good looking. And then we just start flirting. And he is good. This guy is good looking. And we start hardcore flirting at like nine in the morning too. Way too early for hardcore flirting with strangers. Um, and I bring back his beer. He's still really charming, really cute. And then I look down and he has a wedding ring. And I was like, oh, whoops. Uh, so I like, I pulled back. I was like, don't flirt with the married guy. But he does not pull back. He is very, very flirty. Very flirty. Almost uncomfortably flirty. And maybe it wouldn't have been uncomfortable had I not seen the wedding ring, but then it just got weird, right? And then thank God they moved to a bigger table out of my section. So I was like, oh, good. But right next to my section. So all day I walk by him, all day. And, and he, he's like, hey, Kim, blah, 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 all day talking to me, all day. And it's like uncomfortable. And the server that's in that section, she's like, uh... I have this weird shame around the fact that I'm waiting tables instead of bartending. And I know that's just my own shit that I need to let go. But I want you to know that I'm thinking about it while I'm doing the story. Um, we're all, all of us that work there are bartenders that are serving now. The world ended. We have, we're, and I like the place. So, and also I'm not trying to be a bartender for the rest of my life. So I'm just, I'm saying this out loud. So I, the, the voice in my head that's like, tell him you're a bartender. Well, shut up because you guys know and who cares? But and, and the girl, the girl who is in that section is also a bartender. And she's like, all day she's like, that guy's in love with you. Every time you walk by, every time something happens, he has to like mention you. I'm like, yeah, but he has a wedding ring. She goes, oh my God. Like that's how flirty he was being that other people noticed. And then it was like, oh, he's married? And I'm like, yeah. And then he's like, hey, Kim, can I get another beer? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll tell your, your waitress or your server, whatever we're supposed to call each other now. And he's like, uh, and... And I was like, I don't remember. I, I was like, hey, he wants another beer. And she's like, okay. And he, she's like, what were you having? And he goes, I'm having whatever Kim wants to drink. Just like, ugh. 
he had a wedding ring, right? So uncomfortable. And uh, so the end of the day, he comes up to me and he's like, it was really nice to meet you. And I was like, oh, yeah, you too. What's your name? And he's like, I'm, I'm Anthony. And I was like, oh, nice to meet you, Anthony. And I'm like, well, hopefully we'll see you again. You know, whatever uncomfortable. You're like, all right, well, bye. Uh, hopefully you'll come back. I don't know. And he's like, I can make that happen. And then he winked at me. He's like, I'll see you next Sunday. I was like, ah, okay, bye. Then he leaves. And I'm like, there's no way that guy is married. Like, what the fuck? I mean, I don't know. I, I, I know scummy ass married people. Um, so I'm like, I'm like creepy, but I needed to know. So and the, the answer is going to be even weirder than him being married and being that overly flirty with the waitress. So I walk over to his table because his friends are still there. And I'm like, yo, is Anthony married? And the two dudes look around and pause and are like, uh, no. I was like, did you just lie or do you not know? And they're like, uh, we don't think so. We don't really know him that well. I'm like, how do you not know if he's married? How, why are you sitting with him? If you, they're like, uh, we're just in a fantasy football league together. So I'm like, and his wife never gets brought up. He has a wedding ring. That's weird. And they were like, yeah, no, he's not married. And then the other guy goes, yeah, 100% he's not married. I'm like, well, why does he wear a wedding ring? You're, you guys are probably wondering, why do I care? But I'm I'm a comedian and I can't let, and also I'm crazy. I can't let things go. Um, I think those are synonymous. Um, so comedian and crazy. So I walk, o- I, I was like, I was like, the guy goes, uh, he's not married. I'm like, well, why is he wearing a wedding ring? And the guy goes, oh, he's wearing the wedding ring because he, he knows that like girls love married guys. So that's his way of like getting girls. And I was like, oh God. Like, so he's not married, but he's a scumbag. And they're like, yeah, he's kind of a scumbag. Do you want to leave your phone number for him? I was like, no. And they were like, they're like, yeah, like, you should. We'll call him right now. We'll find out if he's married and then we'll give you him your phone number. And I was like, no, if if he is married, he's a scumbag. If he's not married, he's a scumbag. And that's, by the way, I know that's going to sound to normal people who had normal childhoods and like normal partners, you're going to be like, yeah, of course you wouldn't give him your phone number. But a couple years ago, Kim would have been like, oh, maybe I really want to be loved and I, I want to abandon myself for love. It doesn't matter as long as someone else outside of me loves me. I would have given him the phone number. Instead, I was like, no, I'm good. And they're like, come on, he may, be, he may be a scumbag, but he's like a handsome scumbag. So at least you get a handsome guy. And I was like, dude, I'm, I'm, pretty I'm pretty and I'm a nice girl so like I can just date a handsome nice guy and I don't have to settle for a handsome scumbag and they were like oh yeah I guess I guess that's true I know half of you are probably like that is what you were supposed to do Kim Crawl the other half of you understand what I'm saying if you're a douchebag like he said there's that one guy that I that I that I I really like he's friends with all my friends uh he is a douchey 40 year old who drinks way too much and gaslights me constantly and I'm like dad and like that's such a fucked up joke but it's so true like that guy I want so bad and it's just because he's a shitty dude. And like, because I grew up the way I grew up, that's all I believe I deserve, right? Innately, that's, so it's a huge win for the Kralski. That's another thing I got to stop doing that I did a lot in quarantine. I call myself the Kralski. And I have for a long time, like my whole, like most of my life, I've called myself the Kralski. And, uh, and I uh, did it a lot in quarantine by myself. Like, I'd be like, that's a big win for the Kralski. And um, 
that's funny when you're alone, but when you're at your new job where no one really knows you and they already kind of think you're weird, even though you're trying to like hold back a little bit, like, you know, when you're, I'm trying to like, you know, just, just not let it all out at once. Cause I want, I want, I want, um, I guess I'm succumbing to peer pressure, but you're not like there's, I can't hide it. So sometimes I'm like, Oh, that's a big win for the Kralski. And the other day someone was like, who is the Kralski? And I was like, I don't know why I said that. I been saying that out loud to myself, but it is a big win for the Kralski. Um, yeah, that's, 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 those are two, uh, that's a win. I don't know what I'm saying now. I had a bunch of stuff written down and now I'm, I'm, uh, oh, standing while wiping. Now I'm, I'm, oh yeah. I can't believe I almost ran out of words. Um, I didn't run out of words. I just started thinking about just like that. I was like, are you going to get emotional this episode about how far you've come with like not dating scumbags? I mean, I haven't dated obviously, but like, I just like, it's so crazy. Like once you get some self-worth. You start doing self-worthy acts. That doesn't make sense. Once you get some self-esteem, you start doing self... Or, hold on. The saying is, once you get some self-esteem, you start doing esteemable acts. And I know it just wasn't too long ago that I would have given that guy my phone number and genuinely would have hoped that he wasn't married and that maybe he was just wearing the wedding ring to attract girls and like maybe I could change him and just completely abandon myself in order to find outside love. And now I'm like, oh, no, I like myself. So dating that guy, I've read that book a lot. And I know how it ends. It ends with him barely calling me or calling me a lot. And then like falling like that type of guy would have fallen in love with me. And two, like it would have been really intense for like two weeks to a month and a half. And then once that novelty wore off, he would have started treating me like shit. And then I would have gotten desperate to get him to still love me. And then he would have just left. Uh, he would have text messaged me and left like I, that, that. I've just read that book so many times that I know how it ends. And it's a win for for me that I, I didn't pick that book up. And we'll see when he, if and when he comes back. Maybe I should just freak. I, I'm just going to ask him, I'm gonna, are you married? And if he's like, no, I'm going to be like, what? we'll see if he's wearing the ring next week. Or maybe I'll never see him again. Maybe it'll be like the debate girl. But I didn't force my phone number on him. I still can't believe I did that. So uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. I was like, just give me your phone and I'll put my phone number in. And she's like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, so I used to, uh, oh, guys, you guys know the show Catfish? I don't know if I've told you this yet. I don't think I have. Yeah, I think I have. When I used to, I was the original catfish. I used to catfish people on AOL. So I found this, um, I, I can't just say that and move on, can I? I think I'm going to. I think I'm going to say that and just move on. Um, I mean, not like in a creepy way where like we'd have like a six year long relationship and I'd tell them I live somewhere else. I just pretended my name was Nicole, found some pictures of a girl on the internet that was pretty and, uh, um, cause I didn't like what I looked like at the time. And I just made a lot of fake friendships and relationships. There was a guy named Adam that I, I, uh, talked to all the way until I moved to Los Angeles and I couldn't figure out how to get rid of him until I finally introduced her name was Nicole. I'm not very creative with names. That's my middle name. <laughs> I couldn't think of a gun. Her name was Nicole. And I, um, I, uh, what am I saying? Oh, yeah, I, I, I introduced slowly Nicole's best friend, Kim. 
So then I started talking to him as myself, and you could tell he had no interest in talking to me because he liked Nicole, this this person I made up for like, I don't know, I'm going to say like six months, this guy and I talked, maybe not that long, I don't know, but it was a while, and um, and then I slowly started to just answer the phone as Kim, but I have a very distinct voice, so I'm sure he was like, oh, Kim and Nicole are the same person. And then he stopped calling. But I brought that guy to L.A., which is and and I was talking to a girlfriend who I grew up with. And she goes, when the catfish show came out, she goes, remember when you used to catfish people all the time? And I don't even know why. I I mean, we can we can probably dive into why I was, you know, I had a bad childhood, man. Not that I bring everything back to that, but I do believe that a lot of the stuff that like a lot of shitty behavior. I do believe most, if not all, shitty behavior comes from some sort of trauma. Like, I think, like, we are born with a blank slate. I don't think every, I don't, I I don't think anybody is born a bad person. I think it's trauma. I think it's generational trauma. I think, like, I look at my family and I look at a lot of the stuff that they, um, they do and say and how they treat people and how they treat themselves. And I'm like, oh, that's just trauma. Like, I'm right now rewiring my brain uh, from, like, generations and it's not easy dude I do a lot of crying and a lot of self-doubt and a lot of anger and the anger is kind of cool I was talking to a girlfriend the other day about anger and um about how I never was really allowed to feel that growing up I wasn't I wasn't really allowed to feel much growing up it was the only time I was like the like when I was sad about shit that like had like death or my what my mom was up to my dad would use that as an opportunity to get intimate not not but I mean like creepy like not like oh god that's a really fucked up thing to say but he would like it was like it was his turn to get comforted when something would happen to me as a child so I turned I learned how to just not feel that shit or like bury it right and I don't I'm getting angry I mean he and I used to scream fight I look back on that and like I can't even imagine being that screaming at someone like I did as a kid and not like angsty teenager but like a couple right like an unhappy couple Ugh, so gross I know he's dead though so who won you know sorry gross that's a terrible joke but it is I do I a, a reoccurring dream I have since my dad passed away which is you know like five years ago a reoccurring dream I have which is super fucked up is uh that he um he didn't die that he waited like five years and he comes back and he's like hey I'm not dead and I'm like what and then the whole dream is not me being upset that he's alive because I would just go back to not talking to him right I cut him out of my life years ago because of all the abuse sexual abuse the the emotional abuse all of it I cut him out of my life years before he died and um so it wasn't like I was like oh no but it was just like I'm in the dream I'm so angry because it took me so long to to mourn it and and sort through my feelings I'm still sorting through my feelings I dream that a lot I wonder if that's normal about uh people that you were people that were that close in your life dying that you dream that they're still alive but I'm not excited there he's still alive it's just like fuck well then you're gonna die at some point and now I gotta do this whole thing all over again so weird right how this episode is all over the map I say that every week I wonder if it truly is I don't know um I don't know. Oh, yeah. So the generational trauma. So I don't believe anybody's a truly bad person. I think it's just shit they they won't face. Um, It's not easy. And so the anger stuff, I wasn't really allowed. Like it was easier just to push my emotions down. My parents kind of treated 
my emotions and feelings as more of an inconvenience than something they could like teach me how to deal with. So I started feeling anger really for the first time a couple years ago when I started this 12 step I'm in. And I was so angry about the most random shit. Uh, my dad never bought me a, my, my, my parents never bought me a puzzle, right? And I was so mad about that for like a month. I mean, like mad. But I, I you know, I, my, my sponsor and um, people in this program and uh, dear friends and support system. And it's just like, yeah, be mad. It's probably just shit that needs to get out. It's probably not just about the puzzle. Um, and then I was talking to my family on a Zoom. It was so weird. They were like... Uh, I, I was, I finished that puzzle. I don't know if I ever, t- I told you guys about this puzzle that I finished. I was very, was very, I was, was very excited about it. It took me a very long time, um, but I had never done one before. And we were on the Zoom and I told them about the puzzle that I'd, I'd done and they were like, okay. And I was like, yeah, I never, I've never done a puzzle before. And one of my family members quote says, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and I was like, and then the other one goes, yeah, we always have a puzzle going all the time on our kitchen table. Why have you never done it? I was like, well, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I didn't exactly have a childhood that was filled with swim lessons and scrapbooks and puzzles. Like we didn't do that shit. It was like, it was like get the front door to your bedroom. So your father couldn't do or say something creepy or inappropriate or bad. Like, right. Like, or, or yeah, mom is in jail this week or rehab. Like it wasn't the childhood where we'd have a puzzle on the fucking kitchen table, but they like, they like shamed me over it and it was so weird and it was just like half of them were like what the fuck and the other half like understood that like yeah she didn't have the childhood where they would do that like being in the same room with my father made my skin crawl all of my life and for very good reason but you know you had to keep up the appearances that he was the best guy ever because that's what everybody thought and so I I started feeling anger real anger a couple years ago and I and it's I'm still working through it, but I think it's important to get it out in order to work through that stuff. And yeah, it's been intense anger a couple of weeks ago over some of the stuff my dad did. Really intense anger, um, which uh, is is okay. I don't know where I was going with that. I always come back, don't I? But I didn't this time. I don't know. I am I am uh, looking at the time, and I can't remember when I started. And I also. I'm going to go get COVID tested right today in like an hour. And I had my first COVID dream last night. Anyone have one of those yet? Um, My first COVID dream that I had it, but it wasn't like I had it and I got really sick. It was that I had it and I couldn't get home. And I kept being put in these big party situations. And half the people were like, whatever, like, as long as you're wearing your mask, we're not going to get it from you. And the other half are like, what the fuck are you doing here? You have COVID? Go home. Quarantine. And I and I just, I couldn't get home. Like, every time I'd be, get, like, super close to getting home, I would end up at another party. And I'm like, I just need to go home. I have COVID. They just told me I tested positive. My dream felt like it went on for hours. And it was, I mean, it's obviously a very apropos tell what's going on in the country half the people are like who cares we'll survive and the other half are like get the fuck away from me so wild oh man if anything if you want to I mean like uh my ballot comes today I believe or it's probably in my mailbox I'm gonna vote in the next couple of days um if anything if you're undecided which is bizarre you're uh, I feel like you got a lot of other psychological shit you want to look through if you're undecided at this point um but uh, offense. Um, one thing that like I would maybe put on the Joe Biden column is that 
We won't have to wake up to all of this drama all of the time. It's so, I feel like anyone who's enjoying this is like, you have a lot of other trauma you need to work through. Cause like this drama is awful. It's so chaotic. Like just him getting just a four days of him having COVID. It's like, I'm in the hospital. It's like that crazy ex-girlfriend. I'm in the hospital. I'm not, I'm going to kill myself. No, I'm not. I love you. Why are you leaving me? Like so crazy. So fucking manic. Like I want to like the one good thing about this administration, I will say, is that it's forced a lot of people who didn't give a fuck about politics or know anything about politics. It's forced a lot of people to like learn about how their fucking government works. I know there's a lot of stuff I didn't know before all of this. And I'm like, wait, who? 25th Amendment? No one knew what that was until two years ago. So there and, and then also it has brought a lot of a lot of um, a lot of issues that were always there to the surface like you know like the uh, black lives matter movement like like black people have been treated terribly in this country the whole time but we've been able to turn a blind eye and not think or look at it and now it's all it's all in our face because white supremacy has now become normalized i guess like we have a president who's like it's cool if you're racist he doesn't say that but guys he kind of does. Um, but it's forced a lot of like issues that have been there. And in order to heal, I will say this forever. I am personal, personally, the country, anything in order to heal something, you got to open up that fucking wound. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's like, you got to heal it. Like you gotta, you gotta, I don't know. I, I don't know much about open wounds. So I was going to try and do like a analogy, but then I realized I am not a doctor and, but I, you need to like, air it out I don't know you know what I'm trying to say oh god I don't know guys all over the map today all over the map I have a, I I have um the COVID test I need to go grocery shopping my cat is doing really well my other cat is becoming kind of uh kind of uh loving and it's really nice um how do I, how am I running out of stuff to say? I have this whole list. Oh, I'll end with this. I got two new things for my apartment uh, recently in the last couple of weeks, which are really, really exciting. And I tried to tell my buddy about it. And he was like, and once I told him, cause I was like, oh, I got something, I got something really, really exciting that happened. I, your girl got a toaster. I got a toaster, a toaster. Like I, I, uh, I know everyone like, okay. So when my best friends moved, as you know, like maybe two months ago, well, like two months ago they moved, um, they were giving away a lot of their shit and they were like, oh, you probably have one, but we're getting rid of our toaster. Do you want our toaster? And I was like, I don't have a toaster. And then they go, what? How do you make toast? What do you do with sandwiches? And then they had all these questions as to why I didn't have a toaster. And I was like, adult Kim has never had a toaster. I didn't even know that. It was that big of a deal not to have a toaster. I have a microwave. I have a coffee thing. It's a, a coffee thing. It's not a coffee maker. I have a French press, but like I have a way to make coffee. Uh, I, I thought those were the two main things that adults have. I didn't think about a toaster. And they're like, we're giving you our toaster. Now their landlady took the toaster, um, stole it. She stole my toaster, but I couldn't get the toaster out of my head. So I was like, I think I got to get a toaster. So I went to get a, a toaster and they're like, it was like $12. I didn't, I, I, again, I've never thought about a toaster, but I got the toaster. It was very exciting. Um, and I, I, uh, yeah, I realize how anticlimactic that is. A lot of people aren't as excited about the toaster, but I'm making avocado toast. I'm making, uh, toast. I'm making 
other kinds of toast. Yeah, there's not a lot you can do with the toaster, um, but it's still very exciting. It's very exciting. I got the toaster, and then I also got a bathroom table. A little bathroom table that that I tried to take a bunch of selfies on with my while I was on the toilet. It worked out, but uh, it's like this tiny table that I have. If you ever want to poop in my apartment, this is poop scoop part two. I have a really lovely place to poop in my apartment. Obviously, you would never, you wouldn't expect any less. I feel like my brain is somewhere else right now. I'm so sorry, uh, but you wouldn't expect anything less if you ever have the the privilege to shit in my apartment which most of you probably never will but you know there's like a, a handful of you who have been to my apartment and I, uh, poop here next time I'm all right if you do I have um I have a squatty potty everyone should have one of those thank you Smokey you know who you are uh he got me that for my birthday a couple of years ago and it was a game changer it was a game changer the way fanny packs and LaCroix and Amazon Prime are game changers although Amazon Prime is something that we all probably ought to really look at because that guy's a terrible person He's like, I'm opening a preschool for underprivileged people. We're like, just pay taxes, man. We don't care about your uh, your endeavors now that the world has pressured you into maybe doing something good with your money. Just pay taxes. Like, be a shit human. Cool, cool, but pay taxes. Um, well, that took a turn. But so I got my squatty potty, which is a game changer. I have uh, poopery. If you don't know what poopery is, you spray the toilet. You spray the toilet. Um before you poop and then it it and then you poop and then it it captures the smell it like engulfs it uh that has been given to me as a present on five occasions i guess it's because i talk about no one's shocked i talk about poop all the time so it's been given to me a present on five occasions um maybe four doesn't matter but i have a lot of that i have a bowl of matches i have a bowl of matches that i i uh i was started from a woman that I adore that I bring up a lot. Hi, Jamie. Uh, she, I used to work with her and then she moved up north. And then one day when she was coming, when she was down here visiting, uh, she went to a bar that I used to go to. I don't know if she went to the bar that we worked at or a bar I used to go to. She'll probably text me after this and tell me, remind me if you went to Big Wang's or Outpost, but I wasn't around or I wasn't in town or something. And she left a big plastic bag full of some of the coolest looking matches. And it said Kim, and she's like, oh, I've been, I've been, I've been, uh, did it say Regina on it? I can't remember. I know I still have the, the bag. Did it say Kim or Regina George? I don't know if you guys know this, but when I worked at Big Wang's, my nickname was Regina George. I wasn't a mean girl. I just didn't put up with a lot of shit. And some people were scared of me, and I made a girl cry sh a shift. Like, one girl a shift cry. One girl a week cry. Like, an, uh, I, I'm a better person now. Actually, I stand by all those actions. Mo the only girls that didn't like me were either dumb or lazy. That's it, right? That's mean, man. So I have the matches, but the ones that Jamie got me were way too cool. So I have most of them on my coffee table because they're like really cool matches. Like not ones that you just get at like a random like... I was going to say 7-Eleven or CVS. I don't know if they give out matches at those places, but like not those, but like really cool restaurant ones. So I have all of those mostly on my coffee table for like decoration and also reminder that I have a cool person in my life that I love de deeply. Um, but I, but it started my match collection. So I have matches. And if you don't know about this, uh, my first guest that I will hopefully be airing on Crawl Space, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, he didn't know about this and it blew his mind. It didn't really blow his mind. He was like, okay I was like your life has changed and he went not really but okay I was like pretend your life has changed but if you didn't know if you poop I carry matches with me everywhere if you poop 
Um, and afterwards you light a match and the sulfur sucks up the, the, um, the smell. Uh, lighter doesn't work because lighters aren't run on sulfur. I know you're probably, most of you are probably like, why does she have to tell us that? Because once I told a woman about that, that I worked with and I walked into the bathroom and saw her frantically lighting her lighter. And I was like, what are you doing? She goes, oh, I'm, I just, I just pooped. So I'm trying to get rid of the smell. And I was like, the lighter doesn't do that. <laughs> that is the sulfur and the matches. Uh, she was, actually, she was really crazy. She used to come to work and tell me how she thought about my Zodiac sign all the time. And then, and then she also was trying to like, I don't know, it was really weird. She was an older woman who used to model and I was like 22 and I was starting to model. So she was just constantly like, like gaslighting me and backhandedly complimenting me. You're really pretty, but your teeth are fucked up. Are you a Gemini? Like she was nuts, but uh, I think she also thought that Mexico and New Mexico were the same thing. This was like 17 years ago. There's a lot to unpack in there. So, uh, um, I'm talking about my pooping. So you got to use a match. I used to also, I used to hide matches. I haven't done it at this new place, but, um, I used to hide matches. I've hidden matches in every bar I've ever worked at all around just in case I have to poop in the bat and like it's a, an emergency and that way I can just light a match and not have to. Um, I told you about that time. Now I'm going to save that for next week. I'll write it down because I already did a poop scoop and I'm starting to run out of embarrassing poop stories. I guess just let me live a little bit longer, not a little bit longer, but I mean, just let me have a little bit more, a couple, a couple more months out in the world and I'll have a plethora of new poop stories for you guys. Um, so the matches and I used to hide them everywhere and the funny thing is is a lot of the girls that I used to work with at Big Wangs would make fun of me about the matches that I hid but every single one of those bitches would come up to me at least once in a at least once in their time at Big Wangs if not at least six times hey Kim where's the matches I'm like oh now we need the matches even though you've been making fun of me for hiding matches all over the bar they weren't really in clever spots they were pretty easy to find um but so I got a lot of matches and then for reading I have two Playboys, two cat books, and a self-help book called Don't Cry Over Spilt Milk. So really, it's any, anyone, if you have reading material for anyone. I got wet wipes. How did I, how did I get here? I got a candle you can light. I'm just saying my bathroom is really, really comfy to poop in. I don't really want a lot of people pooping in my bathroom, but it's something that I really do wear with pride. Yeah, sometimes after I get done telling this after I'm gonna be I'm gonna level with you after every episode I'm like oh should I release that and then every episode I'm like ah fuck it do it um if it's a flop it's a flop who cares right the world's ending in seven months and 22 days just kidding but I have been telling all my tables that very very like very uh earnestly that's not the word I'm looking like with conviction and most of them laugh but it's funny to be like oh I know a guy who knows when the world's ending um that is the episode. I will, let me say I am one lucky broad. <sighs> I'm one lucky broad to have a job, man. I know I was bitching about the job a couple of weeks ago, like a month ago when I was working at that other spot. And I think even last, eh, you know, the restaurant industry can take a big toll on you. You have to deal with a lot of different types of humans. And this pandemic I have found, especially now back in the world, um, has brought out the very best and the very worst in humanity. Like there are some really shitty people that come into the bar who who are are angry about having to wear their masks, who are mad they have to wait an extra minute and a half for a beer. Like it's it's who are yelling at the waitress who've made a couple of the girls cry like the very worst in humanity. But then there's some really good people that we have like 
like really good people. It's it's a uh, and and especially what's going on in the government. You know, Trump has said that he's not going to help us now until he gets reelected. But then an hour later, that there's there's some manic shit going on there. I'm just hoping that we can. If anything, yeah, he's a monster and a lot of shit that's gone down in the last four years is fucking heinous. But if anything, just it'd be nice to not have any drama and have a cute grandpa in there who just wants to do good, you know. Um, But I'm just one lucky broad that I don't have to. There's a lot of people who are unemployed and are or are about to lose their businesses and are looking at uh, the government to help them. And they just simply aren't. And I'm just I'm one lucky broad that I have money coming in and. Um, that I'm being taken care of. So, uh, send my love. I'm sending my love out to all of you who are struggling or who are, you know, watching this like house Senate thing going on. Like, it's just fucking Jesus Christ. Some of the people that are running this country are pure monsters, just pure evil. Um, Mitch McConnell. Um, um, but I, uh, yeah, just sending my love out to you guys. I'm one lucky broad that I don't have to worry about that right now. I'm really grateful. And as much as I am not, I'm not great at being a waitress either. I'm not a good waitress, better bartender. But as much as I'm like, oh, I don't want to be a waitress. Like, I'm fucking grateful I get to be a waitress right now. And I'm building my empire, man. And think some cool shit's coming down the pipeline. I will keep all of you updated. Uh, so maybe I just, I won't even be there that long. Maybe some shit will pop. I have decided I am going to start doing guests. I think I'm going to do twice a month. Um, get some more content out there. So which means I'm finally going to be releasing the Michael Malone episode. It's so good. It's so good. He's such a fucking gem. I love him. Um, follow him. Michael Malone. Go get his book. He's so I'm his biggest fan. Like I'm the, his biggest fan almost to the point where like we're friends. But he's like, ah, oh, you're a little creepy. He's actually the one I got the sweet and creepy from. Which brings me to if you'd like to buy, I have merch. Um, I, I have masks that say awkward and awesome. I've been wearing them to work. Sold one. I sold one. I was going to lie and say a couple, but I sold one, which was still cool. Uh, girl was like, yo, your mask is cool. And I was like, it's my mask. And she goes, yeah, I get it. It's your mask. But where'd you get it? I was like, oh, it's my mask. I looked very dumb for a few minutes because I was like, this is mine. And she's like, yeah, I don't want your mask. I want that mask. It's my mask. And then I was like, oh, I'm Kim Crawl. And then I pointed it out. Then she went to my website and bought a mask. It was really fucking cool. Um, so I have merch. Just go to kimcrawl.com. I am updating it. Hopefully it'll be this week. Um, I'm a little, I, I got my schedule is all over the map, but hopefully it'll be this week or next that I have my website all up and running, but the shop is there. So if you want to buy some merch, I have sweet and creepy stuff. And I got that from Michael Malone called me sweet and creepy. And I was like, I'm going to make merch that said that. And he's like, you should. And then I did. So I'm going to have some episodes coming up still learning about Dash, making a few phone calls today. It'd be cool if it went live or not live. It's going to be a while before it goes live, but it'd be cool to get that out on that radio show. Um, I think that's it. Follow me on everything. K-Y-M-K-R-A-L. I would love it if you could give me a rating and a review. Unless you don't like it, then just move on. But if you like me, please give me a rating and a review. It does so much for... Um, getting the podcast out there and getting more viewers and the more viewers I get the more I don't have to be uh, working at a restaurant so if anything just do it so your I was gonna say so your girl doesn't have to work at a restaurant I'm just kidding um but I, w- I would just really appreciate it if you could take uh, the minute to do that that would mean the world to me and um I don't know be really nice to yourself man I'm getting a lot of phone calls from people that I love very much who are starting to fucking lose it and I think we are forgetting. At least I 
uh, when I talk to them and then remind them of this and then vice versa, I've called them where I'm like, I feel like I'm fucking losing my mind and what's wrong with me. I'm angry. I'm sad. I'm depressed. I'm all this stuff. And I'm like, I feel like I'm fucking losing my mind. And then I'm reminded that like, we're going through a really, really rough time. Like a time that in a couple of years, we're probably going to have PTSD from like we're, and, and we also, we're, we're being governed by a shit. It's a shit show. It's fucking chaos. And as someone who was raised in chaos, it's, it, it has a lot of long-term effects. So just before I leave, I'm going to take a deep breath and just be really nice to yourself. Will you take a deep breath with me? I know this is some hippy dippy shit, but it's true. Take a deep breath right now. Are you going to do it? Ready? And be kind to yourself. Be really kind to yourself. It's a rough fucking time, man. A lot of uncertainties, a lot of death. Um, and as always, wear a mask. Be kind to each other. Be kind to yourself. Thank you for listening. I will see you next week. Bye. Crawl, space, crawl, space.